It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast. Uh, and someone's got a birthday. I wonder <laughs> who. Uh, of course. <laughs> Uh, welcome on in. Uh, my name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy next to me is the birthday boy, occasionally known as my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse, birthday boy Friedman. Derek, I feel like since it's my birthday, I should have the cooler party hat. Uh, but apparently this party hat that I found in like some obscure cabinet that I haven't looked in in years uh, I don't know if it matches up with what you got going on over I, there. I, I, so I, I came legit for your birthday. Here you go, buddy. This is for you. I'm making, hey, I'm making a mess of my, uh, making a mess of my office. But of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, we thank you guys uh, for joining us, and of course, everybody wish Jesse a very wonderful, happy birthday. Uh, of course, the MLB gave you quite the present. Right. They had a, a pretty fun day for the first day of postseason NLDS and ALDS play. It was uh, quite a quite few exciting games with uh, our, our guys, the Mariners, probably being on the on the receiving end of the worst part of the day. Yeah, I had a, a tweet queued up from our PHNX D-backs account, you know, about the Mariners being undefeated in the postseason and all this stuff. And uh, then Robbie Ray came into pitch and uh, <laughs> things didn't go. Things didn't go so great for Robbie Ray last night. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, this yeah. is one of the one of the more painful uh, spying on our exes moments that we could possibly have on the show. Uh, Robbie Ray did not make uh, Diamondbacks fans proud in that game yesterday. Granted, Jordan Alvarez is a very, very good hitter, uh, but that was a, a rough, a rough moment. He's a beast. Uh, Jordan Alvarez's walk-off home run is the first postseason, uh, for first in postseason history with a team trailing by multiple runs uh, ever, ever. Uh, the fourth time ever done, the other three times that it was done, the team was trailing by one run. This is the first yeah. time we've ever had a walk-off of this magnitude in the postseason, so it was uh, a historic moment and honestly the mariners looked like they were cruising through most of that game so it was definitely a meltdown by the bullpen that the uh, arizona diamondbacks fans can very much relate to right justin verlander was not very good for uh, the astros yesterday and uh, unfortunately neither was the bullpen for the mariners no it really wasn't um and i have a, a good friend who's a a 
extreme Mariners fan, a diehard Mariners fan, and I was sort of picking his brain about what he might have wanted to see Scott Service do in the ninth inning. Um, he basically said, like, not that, uh, but didn't necessarily have like a clear cut, <laughs> clear cut alternative. Um, the Mariners bullpen is sort of taken some some twists and turns uh, throughout the year. Paul Seawald has really good numbers. Uh, that guy that was pitching in the ninth inning before Robbie Ray entered right. the game had a really good season. I think like a 2670 RA, something like that, a bunch of strikeouts. Uh, very few walks, opponent batting average of like a buck fifty. Uh, but Paul Seawald has given up a lot of home runs. He's given up ten home runs this year in about sixty innings, which is a pretty high rate. Uh, but granted, you know, also has given up a lot of home runs this year is Robbie Ray, uh, which has sort of always been a thing for him. Even in the best years that Robbie Ray has had, he is a little bit home run prone, and and we often see that, you know, for for power arms, you know, guys who throw a lot of fastballs, uh, aren't afraid to throw their fastball up in the zone, which is a big pitch for Robbie. Sometimes it's going to get hit. Uh, and this wasn't a fastball up in the zone. It was it was down in the zone, but it, it seemed like Jordan Alvarez, that was the exact pitch that he was looking for. And uh, he surely did not miss it. That was an absolute missile, um, an absolute no doubt home run for sure. It was two fastballs and both of them were relatively down the middle of the plate. I think that the yeah. idea here is that Robbie Ray, who has been struggling as of late, uh, you know, coming in out of the bullpen might not be the best idea considering he doesn't do that. Right. Uh, it seemed, seemed definitely like a risky move. I understand statistically the matchup. I understand why they were trying to rely on Ray in that moment, but I just, I, I don't really blame Robbie Ray too much. Like, not not everybody is Randy Johnston coming into the you know <laughs> World Series, right? Like you just can't expect everybody uh, that's a starting pitcher to be able to to do that. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. It's absolutely a tough thing. And uh, Robbie Ray hasn't pitched that well in general for the Mariners of late. Uh, he was not good in that game in Toronto. The Mariners went on to win that game. Uh, but they were trailing eight to one at one point in that game in Toronto for a reason. Robbie Ray did not have a good outing uh, for the Mariners in that game against Toronto. And if you even look at his last start of the regular season, Robbie Ray was not good in that outing either. So I think there are some some justified questions about, you know, is this really a guy that you should be putting in arguably the biggest spot in a game like that against the the best hitter that the Astros have? I, I don't know. And and also there's the fact that Jordan Alvarez doesn't have extreme left-right splits anyway. So there's a case to be made that maybe Paul Seawald is, is going to be just as effective as Robbie Ray would be in that spot. So um, somebody, another stat that, that stuck out to me, Derek, apparently that home run from Jordan Alvarez added 91% to the win probability in that game for... Uh, Houston, they presumably wow. went from having a 9% chance to win the game with two on two out to having, of course, a 100% chance of winning the game after that hit. And I believe that was the highest win probability added of any uh, single at bat in, in major league history in the postseason. So wow. uh, just a remarkable feat all the way around uh, from from Jordan Alvarez. Well, yeah, especially considering it was the first time in history that a walk off of, of multiple runs has, has ended yeah. game like that. Yeah. It makes sense. Game. Uh, but also Jesse, we had a discussion yesterday about home field advantage. And I was we just did. wondering if your opinion <laughs> may have changed after watching that game. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, the Phillies, the Phillies held on, right? The Phillies yeah, held on in Atlanta. That one got close, uh, though. That was an exciting one, game as well. That right? one that did get close. But all the all the other home teams, you are correct. All the other home teams did win yesterday. So I You're guess right. that sort of sort of works against my theory a little bit. <laughs> Well, uh, and uh, the Yankees kind of won, a, a, you know, a back and forth game, I guess you could say, against the Guardians. That one seemed pretty close at times. Obviously, this Astros walk off was a huge comeback for for yeah. Houston. So, you know, that's there's something to be said about, uh, you know, home field advantage. But the Phillies, you know, we discussed yesterday the potential of just kind of being on that roll and coming in versus having a layoff. So, uh, I don't know. This is a uh, this this is just a fun october already i'm really excited about the way that these series have gone and uh i know we became a mariner stan account right and we, we it's did. not over it's not over let's take a look at what we got here going on of course the dodgers won against the padres that's the one series we didn't address but uh yeah i think that there's still some excitement to be had here i don't know if these uh first you know game one victories uh, mean a death sentence for the team that's down uh, but it, you know, there are some cases here that I think, uh, especially the Phillies winning that first game over the Braves is, is going to make things very interesting there. Yeah, that's definitely the, I think the most compelling series, just given how well the Phillies have played so far in the postseason. they really look like a, a force to be reckoned with. And there's also the fact, as we've discussed in the past that the Atlanta Braves won the world series last year, and it is very, very rare to see teams go back to back. Uh, in the World Series. So uh, the Braves are are going to have a, a, a rough go. It's it's obviously hard winning a World Series in general, much less doing it or even more so doing it in back-to-back -back years. Uh, but yeah, looking at those other three series, Derek, I'll be honest, I, I the higher seed seems pretty highly favored in in my mind in each of those series. The uh, the San Diego Padres in particular, they were four and fifteen against the Dodgers in the regular season, and zero and one, of course, to start to start the playoffs. And I, I think I saw yesterday that the Padres have lost twenty four of their last twenty nine games against the Los Angeles Dodgers overall. Mm. It sort of feels like no matter how many trades the Padres make. You know, no, no matter how much money they spend in free agency or what kind of ridiculous extensions they hand out, the Dodgers have just been head and shoulders the better team over the last few years. And it's sort of hard to see that changing anytime soon. And what does that say for the Diamondbacks? You know, like how I don't know. What, it's a, <laughs> it literally is like one of those things where, you know, the Diamondbacks, uh, or the Rockies or some of these uh, some of the rest of us in the NL West are, are we're going to have to catch a down year, you know, for the Dodgers where they just so happen to not be per perfection as a baseball team, because holy yeah. shit, man, the Dodgers, uh, the, they seem to just be able to rest a lot of guys last month without giving anybody too much time off. And, you know, they just seem to be on the exact role. Uh, and unfortunately it looks like we could be headed, you know, down, down the road to a Dodgers Yankees world series, which even though those are probably, the two most popular teams in baseball, it still seems very unappealing, I think, to the rest of us that aren't either a Yankees fan yeah. or a Dodgers fan. I, I will say there, I have to acknowledge there would be something about having the Dodgers in the Yankees in the World Series. Just, I mean, they are the two most popular teams in the sport, probably. 
um, you've, you know, you've got New York city and Los Angeles, right? Like two of the biggest cities in the country represented in the world series. There's sort of something to be said for that, for baseball as a whole, there would be a lot of eyes on the world series. If something like that happened, I don't personally think that's going to happen though. Uh, I have some questions about the Yankees in particular. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're necessarily going to hold up long-term in the postseason. Um, and on the Dodgers side, I think tonight's matchup is actually very interesting in that game. You've got you Darvish for San Diego, who's been very, very good for them. Uh, former Dodger, of course. And then on the other side, you've got Clayton Kershaw, who has a very long, uh, well-documented history of not pitching particularly well in the postseason. So, the Padres have an opportunity to really build some momentum in this series and at least give themselves a hope of, of having a shot in this series if they're able to win tonight. If not Derek down 2-0, it, it would be it'd be a major uphill battle for them at that point. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But here's the thing is I, uh, I'd, I'd like to speak it into existence, as Michael said. I would like to just maybe curse it into existence. Maybe I want to go bet money on it. <laughs> just to make sure that it doesn't there you happen. Because if I put my <laughs> money on it, it's not going to happen. But we're not letting Robbie Ray off the hook, Jesse, because Robbie Ray is getting our OG's performance to forget this week. That's what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's not only a performance to forget in the playoffs, but uh, uh, it's an all-time performance to forget. I don't even blame Robbie Ray, right? I don't. I don't think – I just don't think it was a good idea. That's, uh, that's, that's my opinion. Uh, I don't think it was a good managerial move, but I'm also not very familiar with the bullpen for the Mariners. And I don't know exactly how good or bad it was. Yeah. The Mariners bullpen early in the season was, uh, was not, uh, was actually quite good. And, and it sounds like it sort of tailed off a little bit toward the end of the year. And so they were, I think that was sort of the biggest question mark for them going into the playoffs is how well the bullpen would be able to hold up. And you can see, I mean, if Scott service is putting in Robbie Ray in a spot like that, it probably goes to show maybe he's not super confident with what he has going on at the back end of that bullpen. Are we having some Wi-Fi issues? <laughs> Sorry, my internet's uh, my internet's crapping out on me, Jesse. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, this is uh, this is really something. <laughs> we love we love the remote shows where me and Derek are at home and and at the mercy of the internet that that we have in our in our respective homes. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and. <laughs> Are you are you back with us, Derek? Can you hear us? I think I'm back with you. I think I can hear okay. you guys now. I apologize for that. Okay. Well, I don't apologize. I guess you, I didn't, you I guys, didn't the internet. You guys, you guys, just being me in this particular situation, I suppose. But yes, the internet is not your fault. I guess we, <laughs> I guess we can't, uh, we can't blame you too much for that. Right. I, 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 I have no control over it. But uh, no, no, you guys don't want me to reboot the router. I'll, I'll never come back. I'll be gone forever. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do, I do want to give a shout out to our friends, uh, at OGs. Uh, if, uh, if of course, if you want to celebrate your birthday properly, I know Jesse's not going to do this and that's, 
to each their own, right? But you can celebrate your birthday <laughs> with your friends at OGs. They have a wonderful variety of flavors and doses of their edibles. Uh, they are Arizona's top selling edible. Of course, they've launched their sleep edition gummy that we've been talking about quite a bit. Uh, it's now flavoring your dreams with a two to one THC to CBN ratio. Uh, CBN being a compound that specifically uh, helps me fall asleep and stay asleep. And that's my endorsement there is because uh, the Sleep Edition Gummy got me back on track with their Aquaberry flavor. It's delicious. We highly recommend you check out our friends at OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. Uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase uh, and enjoy responsibly. And also, speaking of enjoying responsibly, enjoy the Four Peaks Haunted Brewery Tours responsibly. Not like Saul, who ran through it screaming. Uh, this spooky season, go to Four Peaks Brewery Tours Monday through Wednesday. You can get up one tour, uh, two tours per night. Uh, that's 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. And, of course, uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff in the works with our friends at Four Peaks. But enjoy spooky season with a beer in your hand over at the 8th Street Pub. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And enjoy responsibly. Jesse, uh, per <laughs> Bob Nightingale. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are reportedly looking to move on from Madison Bumgarner next season to the surprise of nobody. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, real quick, I, I do have to acknowledge uh, Charles Woodall Pike's comment that, yes, I will be celebrating my birthday by getting extra protein at Salad and Go. <laughs> um, and I will be eating it in my sick Toyota RAV4. Oh, it goes no, it goes full circle. No, Jesse. No, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and i and i've invited tori lavello to join me but he's i haven't not gotten going to join you. yet but yes uh to to uh what you were saying about madison bumgarner bob nightingale did release an article today uh, that had a little bit of information about mad bum in it it wasn't anything too earth shattering he basically just said that the diamondbacks are hoping he performs better so that they can trade him uh which is sort of an interesting perspective to have, right? And you yeah. kind of expect the D-backs, obviously they want him to perform better, uh, but you'd think maybe they'd be interested in in having him stick around, particularly given the fact that he's going to be making so much money that it's going to be hard to move him no matter how well he performs. I mean, he would really have to turn things around um, in, in order to, you know, in order to become a, a valuable trade asset. Um Nice. Michael also owns a RAV4. No, no, I knew no, I knew Michael, Michael was one of my favorite people uh, in the chat. So that that only accentuates that point. <laughs> but anyway, yes, interesting what what Bob had to say. Not necessarily surprising. Um, the D-backs would certainly like to get out uh, from under the cloud of that contract if they could possibly find a way. Um, I still don't think there's really any chance that they don't have to eat at least part of that deal in, in making a move, though. So we'll we'll that's, see how it turns out. That's also what Bob said. Bob also said in quite the scathing comment that barring a tr dramatic turnaround, it will go down as the D-backs' worst free agent signing in franchise history, paying him $85 million over five years. Hmm. That's a hot take. That's, that Thank is you. a hot take. Thank you. You want to throw Russell Ortiz up there again? Don't make me bring up Russell Ortiz again, right? <laughs> I mean, the man had 65 walks and 46 <laughs> strikeouts. Those numbers are forever ingrained in my head. Uh, Russell Ortiz's first year in Arizona was really. It was it was really quite something. something. But yeah, I 
I don't uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty close uh, between Mad Bum and Yasmani Tomas. Tomas did hit 31 home runs one year. Um, I still don't think he was that good that season necessarily like from a from a wins above replacement standpoint i'm not sure if he was even a one war player that year just because he was such a you know a liability on defense and he didn't really get on base very much so he didn't really give you a whole lot else uh but on the flip side yasmani tomas was sent down to the minors for for multiple seasons the d-backs just sort of decided they would rather have him there uh than have him in the big leagues regardless of how much money he was making so it's uh it's it's pretty close. <laughs> it's, it's Jacob's causing all sorts of trouble in the chat yeah, right now. <laughs> I, I see that. I see that. Uh, in other inter- and he's right. Mad Bum threw a no hitter, but he's not right about how he spelled it. Uh, in other interesting <laughs> D backs news from Bob, Giants third baseman Evan Longoria wants to return for one final season, but it sounds like the Giants have no plan to pick up his thirteen million dollar option and will instead pay a five million dollar buyout. The only teams Longoria would consider playing for are the Giants, who obviously don't want him, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's interesting. Uh, It's a very odd list, to be honest. It's a little bit all over the place. (laughs) I I agree with that 100%. But uh, Mike Hazen had some comments about the payroll and how they would add uh, to the roster next season. And uh, I, I don't know. Do we have that video, Jacob? I don't think we do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that looked like a no. <laughs> that looked like a no. But uh, what, what you, were, you were there for those comments. So what were your thoughts on what Mike Hazen had to say? Yeah. Also, I'll, I'll give a quick forewarning here that I'm getting the poor internet signal right now. So you can just sort of start talking over me if at some point <laughs> I get out. Um, yeah, but... But yeah, Mike Hazen basically said he was asked about, you know, do you guys have the ability to do what you need to do this offseason with with the current payroll? Or is this a point where you go to Ken and you say, here, we're getting close. You know, what can you do to kind of get us a little bit further and get us where we want to go this next season? Mike gave a pretty typical response, sort of something like what you'd expect. He said the Diamondbacks haven't had any payroll conversations yet. Um, and he also said he wasn't really concerned about it. He said that no matter uh, what that number is, whatever number the Diamondbacks have in the budget to spend on the payroll for next year, he said, you know, we can do a good job no matter what that number is. So he said he wasn't fixated on it and, and didn't seem overly concerned. Of course, that's sort of how you have to respond as a GM, right? Like you, you yeah. can't, go on record and say that you know you're you're put off by the little what little budget you have to work with right so i I don't know if that necessarily tells us a whole lot but uh yeah i don't know if evan longoria would be a guy the d-backs would be looking to spend that money on anyway as far as i can tell he doesn't have any ties to, to the valley he's not from arizona or anything so maybe it's the spring training convenience i'm not really sure what what's going on there um arizona is a pretty desirable place to live i suppose madison bumgarner certainly thought so um i'm not sure if anyone else wants to play six months of summer baseball in the valley but uh longoria wasn't wasn't bad this year for for the giants right he hit 244 but he had a 767 ops he had a 114 ops plus um so he had some some decent numbers uh for the giants this year so i don't know if there's a fit here but it's sort of interesting the d-backs uh, don't have a whole lot of depth at third base, so maybe this is something they look at. Uh, Michael says he lives here. 
and Freeland says he's too old. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, whatever. Why? Well, I, I don't know if I okay. disagree. With, I don't know if I disagree with the too old comment, but uh, I will say this: make sure to check out Jesse's writings over at gophnx.com. He will be covering everything that the Arizona Diamondbacks have going on as far as free agency goes, uh, and all the moves <laughs> that they're going to make going forward. Uh, and I will tell you, you can get an annual membership right now. Uh, with the annual membership, you'll get yourself a free T-shirt like this Seth Cerveza shirt that has no affiliation to any particular player at all that's in existence uh, or any shirt over at the PHNX locker that you choose, or you can get a month to month membership. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, and regardless of your membership stash, you will get members only access to our discord members, only discounts over at the PHNX locker and members only invites to some of our events that we'll be having going forward. So make sure to sign up for a membership. If you're here right now, watching a struggle with our internet uh, on the PHNX YouTube channel, please make sure to subscribe. Uh, also leave a thumbs up and uh, also sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss one any of our shows or, or any of the other shows go live. Uh, also, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review if you haven't done so already. A uh, big shout out to our friends at more furniture who are, they still have, like a picture of me at all the more furniture locations uh, saying that I cannot buy any more office chairs. So I have to treat this one that I have now much nicer than I used to, but uh, make sure to get down on more furniture's fall sale over at morefurniture.com. They'll hook you up, spruce up your house, get yourself, you know, ready for not only all the sporting events that are coming this, this winter, this fall, but you know, the super bowl is right around the corner. So you need to have the digs ready for that. Jesse hates, when I talk about football at all. And so I'm going to tie as much as I can back to football on his birthday, just as a special present for him. But <laughs> uh, Jesse, uh, there has been talk. I like this tweet that came out uh, that kind of pointed out how uh, some of the best pitchers in the game aren't necessarily treated equally. Uh, Alana Rizzo tweeted, I realize that I'm closer to the Dodgers based on the time I spent covering them. I do find it interesting, however, that Scherzer and Verlander don't seem to experience the same perceived negative narrative about lack of postseason success as Clayton Kershaw discuss. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I think, first of all, Justin Verlander has experienced success, so I don't know if it's fair to necessarily say he hasn't. He just has a lengthy career, and based on the yeah. length of his career, he you know has the opportunity for for things not to go well for him at times, but he still has quite the resume when it comes to the postseason. Max Scherzer, however, I kind of can see where she's coming from with this. Uh, it was only the second time that a pitcher has given up four homers and seven runs in the same postseason game. Uh, and uh, he's only done that one time during his regular season career. So it was one of his worst starts uh, ever, basically, in, and it was in a postseason game. So... Uh, I don't yeah. know. I, I think I kind of uh, agree with with what they're saying. But Michael McDermott pointed out that they both do have much better postseason resumes than Kershaw. Really, that's that's what it comes down to. Kershaw has had lots of opportunities and he's also had lots of uh, failures, you could say. I, I will acknowledge that, like, I don't think I don't think any of these three pitchers have been at their best during the postseason necessarily. Um, like none of these guys, if you look at their postseason numbers, you look at their regular season numbers, all of them have been, uh, somewhat considerably worse in, in the playoffs. Although it, there's definitely a difference here. Like Michael said, I, I still think Clayton Kershaw, his numbers in the postseason are, are clearly worse than, than where Verlander and Scherzer's numbers are at. Also, we just saw Max Scherzer, 
you know, at the helm of a World Series winning team just a couple of years ago. So uh, you also have to remember that Max Scherzer has had some success uh, in the postseason. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, there's this is a long storyline, right? This has gone on for for many, many years. And Clayton Kershaw has pitched in a lot of postseason games because he's a Los Angeles Dodger. and, And the Dodgers have made the playoffs pretty much every season that Clayton Kershaw has been in the big leagues. Uh, but yeah, Kershaw is the only guy of the three who has an ERA over four in the playoffs. He has a 4.19 ERA. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. Like at, at this point, Kershaw has basically pitched the equivalent of a full regular season of playoff baseball. He's thrown a hundred and he's 13 and 12 with a 419 ERA and 189 innings. Um, and his peripheral numbers are honestly very good. He has 207 strikeouts against 50 walks, uh, 28 homers, maybe a little bit high for him. Uh, but honestly, Clayton Kershaw has been pretty decent in the playoffs too overall. And you also have to factor in that like in the playoffs, you're pitching against better hitting in general than you are in the regular season. So you're you're naturally going to expect guys' numbers in the playoffs to be uh, a little bit worse. So yeah, all that to say, Kershaw's numbers are worse than the other two guys. Um, and and none of them, frankly, have been at their very best in the postseason, I wouldn't say. I am the Larry points out David Rob Dave Robertson hit the way he's handled Kershaw in the postseason. He said before Kershaw keeps getting used out of the bullpen for some reason, and he doesn't pitch well when doing that. Obviously, because he never does that unless it's the postseason, right? It's like what we were talking yeah. about earlier with Robbie Ray. You know, you can't utilize these guys all of a sudden. I I know mentally uh, they might think that they can do it. I know mentally they might think that it's no big deal for them to get ready and go out there and pitch on the mound the same way that they, you know, that they normally do. But it is a completely different situation. Don't even get me started on Melanson and non-save situations this season. But that's (laughs) just because... I don't feel like being upset anymore. That's are we, are we still talking about that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why we shouldn't. Uh, but of course, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he, if he can kind of change, you know, his the perception about him in the postseason. If the Dodgers do make a run to the World Series and possibly win it, uh, and I don't know why I had to put that out there. That felt gross. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it moving. But. Uh, Of course, we ask you guys to definitely check out our friends over at Underdog. Uh, You can search in the App Store or click the link in the show notes to find their app. They have a variety of different games to play. Uh, Our favorite being the Pick'ems, where you can pick higher or lower based on any uh, given stats. Uh, You can play during the postseason for baseball, the football coming up, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Of course, go down there, check out Underdog. Uh, Use our promo code of PHNX, and you will get up to uh, $100 in uh in your first deposit and matched up to for a hundred dollars i'm glitching but this isn't my internet connection this is just my brain but uh (laughs) use our promo code of phnx and uh we will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars so make sure to do that on underdog fantasy today get down on it today bet bet on tonight's games uh and get yourself uh win some money like i did don't even make me start bragging about that again game time place to buy your tickets that's where you need to go to get your tickets uh you almost need to purposefully procrastinate but like i said you have no idea what's going on Uh, i do you know how many tickets for things i've bought in the month of february and i just now started realizing how much stuff lapped over i'm glad to be honest that rage against the machine canceled their concert give me my money back i've had too much stuff going on that month anyway and that's what happens when i buy tickets early everything gets mixed up jesse i don't know what i'm doing anymore but 
Uh, if you wait till the last minute, you know for sure you can go and you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great. It's a great day to be procrastinators. Uh, you, you, you win with procrastinating, but the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out, of course, to Jesse Friedman and his terrible internet. Uh, I want to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> hey, you started this, Derek. <laughs> I did start it. I got another one of these for you. Let me see if I can get at the camera. Ah, all right. That one didn't know. It goes so well. Anyway, uh, Jesse uh, and I have been friends for quite a while. I showed the emails, obviously, that he sent me or the DMs that he sent me. But uh, going back a little further, uh, we dug up a little gem uh, to show you guys of Jesse and his journalistic uh past jacob would you roll oh, that beautiful no. footage? oh no oh <laughs> no got a fan uh, in the cage we're excited about that all right what's your name where are you from what's your question for patrick uh, i am jesse friedman i'm from chandler arizona and my question is which other mlb pitchers do you look to do i what look up to um, yeah, um, uh, guys that I've faced out this year with uh, Kershaw and um, and also with Wade Miley on this team. I mean, guys uh, also left-handers um, um, get to see how they pitch, and and and, and these guys who have had some success over the last couple of years. And um, I just think anytime you go out and see these guys compete, um, that's kind of the pitcher that you'd like to be. Uh, why? <laughs> Wow. Your internet connection uh, was terrible back then. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, my one, my one shining moment. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I swear, I, I said the question very clearly, and it was absolutely just some sort of a glitch. Uh, I, I blame, I blame MLB.com, or I don't know whose fault exactly that was, but, uh, but yes, that was when I was maybe like 14 years old. Uh, Michael says hasn't aged a bit, which I find a little <laughs> bit off putting. Um, but you know, uh, there you go. That's, that's me back when I was in my, uh, my teen years, uh, doing, doing what I loved and having a very high pitched, awkward sounding squeaky voice while I uh, did it. So you're all, you're all welcome for that. <laughs> who who would have thought it would have led to this huh who would have thought it would have led to all this being a vice mayor of of a digital media company look at you i'm so proud of you but happy, yeah happy happy what 18th birthday how old are you now jesse let everybody know <laughs> so that they can actually judge you <laughs> i am turning 24 24 today so you all have been watching and listening for long enough i'll i'll just reveal it on the air there you go what is what that is, is in my that is in my plans, Jacob. It's all it's all part of the plan. Uh, so you yeah. guys, you guys, we're still in we're still in phase one, but uh, you know, within the next couple of years, we'll start making some headway. But yeah, I agree with Ben. You're a prodigy, Jesse, and I am lucky to call you my co-host. I appreciate you uh, being <laughs> everything that you are right now, and it's incredible. Uh, I don't agree with you impeaching anybody though, so. Let's throw that whole thing out of there. I've heard the rumors <laughs> circulating. I know people are coming for my job. And all I have to say is, bring it. Bring it, each and every one of you. I'm ready mm. for you all. So uh, that's just a precursor to what's coming soon. Of course, uh, we thank all of our sponsors. I thank Jesse for having a birthday because this was wonderful. I have an office to clean up now. And I know Jacob is <laughs> thrilled that this didn't happen at the studio today. Uh <laughs> 
Shout out to Aaron at my tire company for letting me borrow his truck and drive home and do this show while my car gets fixed. But I thank you guys all for being here and spending your lunch with us. Of course, uh, we appreciate you. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at uh, cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show, the Mariners, sad Mariners stand account, I should say now, is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us on behalf of the birthday boy, Jesse Friedman, Fodge, <laughs> and myself. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Jesse Friedman is covering it.